Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and another installment of Bullet Points. This is our midweek catch-up and a chance to share a little bit with you about what's going on behind the scenes of the podcast. Right now, there's a lot going on, especially with events coming up. So keep your eyes peeled on my Instagram where I'm at Emma Guns for various events that I will be hosting this summer. It's all very exciting and I can't wait to share share them with you and also meet you. I'm also in the midst of planning a trip to the US, which is very exciting as it will be the first time I have traveled in a good few years. And also this week when this show goes live, it's it's really the kind of final run up to the huge Platinum Jubilee celebrations here in the UK. Side note, I heard someone called it Platy Jubes the other day and it made me very, very cross. I never want to hear that again. Um, Platinum Jubilee. Anyway, every time I've gone into London recently, there's been more bunting, more flags, more every shop has... Uh, the most incredible window displays with images of the Queen, of the fact that it's a 70 years. of It's just London looks really special right now. Uh, London does a very good job of getting Christmassy, like the Christmas lights are legendary, as many capital cities are. But right now, London showing up for the Jubilee is just making the entire town look incredible. Uh, there's also tons of construction, especially around the palace, as preparations get away for all sorts of things. And I was actually on my way to meet the lovely Cher Webb, the makeup artist who I'm sure regular listeners will know. And uh, I was walking to our walking to go and meet her and I have to cross the Mall right in front of the palace. I usually cross the Mall to go to the meetings that I need to go to in central London. And as I got to the Mall, I realized, well, I'm not going to be crossing this road anytime soon because there were hundreds, <laughs> I mean, hundreds of horses and officers. And I don't even know what their roles were, but people in what looked like very hot uniforms. Some of the guys were carrying axes. Lots of them were carrying swords. Like it was all very, very official. So um, <laughs> I had to leave her a voice note and say, Cher, I'm running a wee bit late because there are several hundred horses blocking the mall, but I'll be there as soon as I can. And just from what I saw that day, it is definitely going to be spectacular when all of these things happen. So I'm very excited to see it. And I didn't mind waiting a few minutes to uh, to let them practice. It was obviously a very full dress rehearsal. Like I said, they were they all looked very warm. 
but very like they're very focused but there are some really when I say weaponry I'm talking about Games of Thrones style weaponry that they were they were holding which was kind of a um, little bit disconcerting but they were far enough away from me not to get too nervous by it anyway we are getting a very rare three-day week because of an extended bank holiday weekend because of the platinum jubilee and the excitement is definitely palpable when you're in the capital i guess it must be palpable across the country but i guess seeing everything go up and being so close to the palace everything just feels really really wonderful and it's all there's a very there's a real mood of celebration which is just wonderful and also this week, and totally unrelated to the Jubilee, but um, I went to see Top Gun Maverick, which I have been excited about ever since I heard the announcement that it was being made. And I don't know if anyone follows it, but it got delayed not once, but twice. I think even a third time it was supposed to be. Essentially, it's been made for cinema. And Tom Cruise was very specific about the fact it was not going to go to a streaming service it had to be enjoyed in the cinema it had to have that opportunity and my goodness they did the right thing by holding because if you haven't been I highly recommend it if you've seen Top Gun I actually I spoke to two friends this week who hadn't seen it and I couldn't quite get my head around that but if you love that film then I really think you will enjoy this one it's so nostalgic and it's just a very rare cinema experience to get to revisit characters so many years later. I think it's 35 years later and be able to pick up so much because that story, those characters are just so deeply embedded, indelibly etched into my brain. Like things like talk to me goose and just one line where you think, yeah, I know what that's about. I know what he's referring to. It's just there's a level of familiarity, which I just don't believe I've experienced in cinema before. And it's just Honestly, the cinematography is unbelievable. And my treat to myself as a freelancer has always been to enjoy the free and freelance. And because I love films, that meant that for years, a couple of times a month, I would take myself off to see a film in the middle of the day. I love a quiet cinema because talking, eating popcorn, all those loud things that people do in films, just I don't really like having it around me. When I'm trying to enjoy a film, I don't want to I go by myself because I don't want to worry about whether the person I'm with or the people I'm with are enjoying it or have to chat to anyone. I'm very much a solo cinema goer. And I, like I said, I used to go a couple of times a month. And obviously with COVID, I didn't go to the cinema for ages and when I was waiting for Maverick to start, I realized that the last film I saw prior to that was No Time to Die, so nearly six months before. So I've gone from twice a month to twice a year, which is a big change. So I'm definitely going to be supporting my local cinema more often and getting those matinees booked in because uh, there's something about just the escapism. For me, I like to think I'm creative. Sometimes I can get a little bit bogged down and I can my creativity can stall. And if I take myself to the cinema for a couple of hours, I can come back and be more motivated and get about 10 days work done in four hours just because I feel so inspired. But um, that's just me. Uh, and one thing I found myself doing a lot during Top Gun Maverick was holding my breath because it was so tense, which leads me neatly into the clip I'm sharing in this week's bullet points. You may remember quite a few of you said that you like the idea of teasers. And so far, thank you to all the listeners who suggested it. But so far, it's been really successful. I've been getting lots of messages from people saying that they've been really enjoying it. So uh, we're doing it again this week. And this particular clip is from the conversation I had with James Nestor, who came on the show to talk about the research he has done in the way we breathe and how. And I know this seems bonkers, but you can actually be breathing wrong yes you don't, you don't need to rewind you heard that right there is an optimum way to breathe for health but many of us simply aren't doing it the right way 
So in our conversation, we discuss the ways to relearn how to breathe in the right way. But we we join the conversation. This little snippet is when I asked James about how humans have evolved. Because I thought that with every adaptation in human development, we were getting better. A bit like an iPhone upgrade. But in actual fact, the development of our teeth, mouths and skulls has actually diminished, making our ability to breathe much less efficient. And that does have a direct impact on our health. It's all very fascinating. His research is really, really incredible. So I'll put the link to the full episode in the show notes if after hearing the snippet you think you'd like to hear more from James. And I will put his uh, the link to his book Breath in the show notes as well because it was a fascinating read. And let's face it, we all do it. So uh, I think it probably just doesn't really hurt to spend a couple of hours either reading his book or listening to the conversation, just kind of figuring out what, what it's about and whether there are any changes we can make to better our health. So I'll put the link to the full episode in the show notes. I'll put the link to James and his book in the show notes also. Um, But by sharing why this discovery of backwards evolution was such a surprise, this is where we join the conversation. By sharing this, I hope it really did. It was the thing that prompted his research and it was the thing that I found most fascinating when I read the book, this idea that we weren't getting better in one of the most fundamental things that we do for living. So here he is explaining it all well, explaining some of it because it's not the full episode, is James Nestor on The Emma Gunn Show. One of the things that really shocked me very, very early on when I was reading the book was that I had always assumed that uh, humans were evolving like, for example, to use a modern analogy, where evolution was like uh, Apple upgrades. And that every time, every time we evolved in some way, it was because we were adapting to our environment in a, so that we would be a better able to navigate it. So it was a bit of a shock to realize, actually, when it comes to breathing specifically, we've gone backwards. We've evolved backwards. This was a complete shock to me as well, because I learned that same thing in school, how many years ago that was, was that evolution meant survival of the fittest right? Only the best people survived. And so by so many generations of these stronger, faster, smarter people, we were able to become a a stronger, faster, smarter species. But if you look at what's happened, you know, especially to, to human culture right now, that's absolutely not true. And you can especially see this in regards to our breathing. Um, just look at what's happened to our teeth, You know, that is not an evolutionary adaptation to have chronically crooked teeth. 90% of the population has chronically crooked teeth. There's nothing about that that makes us faster or smarter or better. So evolution, I learned, means change. And so life can change for better or for worse. And in regards to our breathing, it's changed so much so for, for the worse. Because to that point, I've had a lot of dental work, as you'll be able to see from the video call. And I always thought that our teeth were things that hadn't evolved um, to straighten. But actually, when you talk about going back and looking at those skulls, you're like, "Mm, teeth used to be straight hundreds of years ago. Yeah. and, And anyone who doubts this, and I certainly doubted this when I first heard it from these biological anthropologists that I was interviewing, they said, why don't you look at a picture of, of any ancient skull? And it doesn't matter if the skull is 500 years old, 5,000 years old, 50,000 years old, 500,000 years old. You can just keep going back. It's going to have straight teeth. 
and then look at the 5,400 different mammals on the planet, mammals in, in, in the wild, and they're all going to have straight teeth. And then you look at modern humans, 90% of us have some sort of problems with our teeth. So that to me really proved it. I was able to go and look at ancient skulls. You can see how weird my day job was, was getting there. Um, with these experts in these museums. And they were 100% right. It was bizarre to see a skull that was... When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 2,000 years old, you know, 3,000 years old, with these perfectly straight teeth. No wisdom teeth extracted. No Invisalign. No braces. They didn't need it, and neither did any of our other ancestors and neither do any of the other mammals in the wild right now. So it's, it's stunning. Uh, once you learn that you can't unsee it. And, and whenever I look at, you know, an, an animal in the wild or, or an old skull, which is semi often as strange as that is, uh, I'm looking at its teeth and they're straight. Now, before we go excavating, may we take a few steps back and would you mind explaining how um, would you call it a fascination with breath or was it just that there were a couple of things that you heard that were almost like a loose thread and you just started pulling? How did this interest really capture you? Well, it started so many years ago when um, I have had braces, I had extractions, wisdom teeth, extract headgear and all, all that stuff. So you know, whether or not that was correlated to my respiratory problems remains to be seen. Um, but I have always concentrated on eating healthy, on exercising a lot constantly. Um, I consider myself pretty health oriented, but I was having all of these breathing issues. I was getting light grade pneumonia year after year, bronchitis, some wheezing. Even though I was, I was fit, I was working out all the time, but I was still having these problems. And a doctor recommended I go to a breathing class. And I went to this breathing class. This was several years ago and had just this very weird experience that she couldn't explain, that no one in the medical field could explain. And what happened is, uh, now, now I understand more of what happened, but I sat, I went to this, this pranayama breathing class and sat in the corner and crossed my legs. And 10 minutes later, just breathing in this, in this rhythmic pattern, I sweated through my socks, through my T-shirt. My hair was wet. Other people saw it, so this wasn't just something that I imagined. But I didn't know what to do with that experience. I wasn't going to write a memoir or anything. So several years went by, and I just sort of put it in the back file. But it was really until I met free divers, these people who were able to hold their breath for seven, eight, nine minutes at a time, uh, that I really learned the power and potential of breathing. So that really opened the door for me. And was it at that point understanding that there had been this sort of step back in evolution as opposed to step forward, that it was possible to breathe incorrectly? When did that sort of part of the puzzle come into your uh, come into the equation for you? 
rather late, and I wish it had come in earlier. It would have saved me so many months of, of work. <laughs> so I had thought that I had this, the, the breathing world pretty well figured out. So that's what you do in nonfiction. You write a proposal, then they send you out, you know, for a few years to write the book. So I wrote this proposal. I said, oh, I have this figured out. Got all the experts in the field. I know what areas I'm going into, but had no idea that so many of us were breathing incorrectly, not just for psych because of psychological issues, but because of anatomical issues, because our faces have grown so flat and our mouths have grown so small. So I discovered that probably, I mean, if we're talking from, from current date, maybe three and a half years ago, and it completely blew my mind. And I had to get rid of so much of the research I'd been doing and to go down that path, because you have to first recognize and understand what the problem is before you can fix it. So that's what I tried to do. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I do hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate your time hugely. If you did enjoy it and you never want to miss an episode, then please do hit the subscribe button wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. It's also where you get the opportunity to leave a five-star review and a rating for how you feel about the show. And I'd be so grateful if you wouldn't mind leaving one. If you want to get in touch with me, email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Or you can DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I am at Emma Guns. If you fancy chatting to me and thousands of other fellow listeners of the podcast, then click the link to join the Facebook forum. The link to join is in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. You have to answer a couple of questions, but we cannot wait to see you there. Come over and join the conversation. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one. Thank you.